The Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record Community Spotlight Everybody, welcome back to Ellis Rolls Off the Record for Community Spotlight Number Two. I am Joe the Widget Wilson, and joined, as always, by the. Uh, let me see here. If I can do all the alphabet up to date here. The amazing, <laughs> boisterous, cunning, oh, cunning, uh, the dogmatic, oh, dogmatic, that elastic, did. frustrating Evarwin. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, I'm elastic. <laughs> <laughs> and frustrated. <laughs> uh, great to be here. Chat room, it's great to have you as well. And tonight we are featuring ShoddyCast, a popular web series based on Elder Scrolls Online. And we are joined by the staff of ShoddyCast. Josh, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm ready to talk some Elder Scrolls. Very good. And Kyle as well. Kyle, how are you? Hello there. Doing good. Awesome. I'm a complete noob and had a huge brain fart. I want to say Chris or Kyle, and I was like, what? (laughs) Even though I have... Oh, yeah. I've seen your guys' episodes a few times, so... Yeah, it's no problem. Hey, preemptive apology on our behalf as YouTubers. We're used to having total control over editing and stuff like that, too, so to have it live like this is weird and crazy so uh yeah if we say something stupid we're just screwed is that how it works uh no see i actually spend an extra time to edit the show after we're done that way we look better than what we actually are oh okay but to these and these are real human beings here i'm seeing chatting in the boxes that is correct people (laughs) People from all over the world in fact we're not sure about roaring potato but uh (laughs) yeah i'm not sure about that one yet (laughs) I haven't I haven't seen his buddy Silent Meat yet, so <laughs> the the shy baloney. <laughs> okay, well as always, we just want to shout out our sponsors real quick, uh, which is TweakedAudio.com, earbuds with awesome sound and amazing clarity for incredible prices and customer service. Head over to TweakedAudio.com and don't forget our code, which will save you some money off the record. And also by Guild Launch, guildlaunch.com. Start your free guild webpage over at guildlaunch.com. Over 250,000 guilds and gaming communities. Can't be wrong, guys. Guildlaunch.com, the power to play, the tools to dominate over at guildlaunch, guildlaunch.com. All right, shoddy cast, cast, staff, guys. We have a few things we want to discuss with you tonight. Um, we're going to get into you know more about what you guys are about and all that good stuff. Ivarwin was good enough to come up with a nice, um, brutal set of questions for you guys. <laughs> Hopefully we'll make you cry Bring by the end of this. Uh, don't be intimidated or anything like that. He does it to me all the time. <laughs> so, Ivarwin, since you were the awesome one to pull this list together, I'm going to go ahead and let you lead the questions. Sure. Um, first, I, I just sort of want to say that... Um, the community spotlight is sort of our attempt to say we want Elder Scrolls Online to be different. And different as in 
when Good. when you, you I mean Josh and Kyle do you kind of know what I mean like you know when an MMO comes out all right I mean do you guys listen to podcasts Oh yeah, I used to be an avid like uh, World of Warcraft podcast uh, podcast listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Swator had an amazing uh, community of podcasters and bloggers, and it, it really does make the difference, you know. Especially for an MMO like this that is going out and uh, introducing a lot of people to MMOs for the first time, and and they're looking maybe to play this as a single player game. But hey, maybe they'll go out there and find out. Oh, there's this awesome community of gamers that also love this series that I love so much. Maybe I should talk to them. Right. Um, we we want to work it where you know we want to just start having a nice relationship with everyone out there that's already a fan of ESO and who are podcasters. You know, who have those those fan sites out there. And that's why we decided to to reach out to you guys. Uh, you you guys do ESO Weekly. It's part of ShoddyCast. And um, one of the things that we loved about about your uh, your video series on YouTube is that the information is just spot on. It absolutely is. So so kudos to you guys for doing the extra work that a lot of other podcasters uh, don't do sometimes and then there are a few out there in the ESO community already that don't do so you you do shine out above uh, the crowd already so congratulations I've been uh, watching some video casts and some listening to some podcasts based off Ellis Rolls even if they're just like a brief mention of it and mm-hmm. it, it's disappointing how wrong most of them can be to the point of just being frustration because this game, like you pointed out, has a unique opportunity to really hit some new MMO players and even bring in some veteran MMO players into the Elder Scrolls market who may have never even heard of Elder Scrolls. It does exist. I know it's shocking, but there's people out there like that. Hmm. So I think it's very, very crucial to get the correct information out there, and we were very, very pleasantly surprised when we heard you guys, and your information, as far as we knew as well, was right on the money. So that's uh, big kudos for you guys on that. Appreciate that. Uh, I guess we can sort of give some of the kudos to you, since we steal a lot of information from you guys. So, uh, <laughs> that wasn't a good word. We like to say borrow. Borrow without returning. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, no, like, seriously, though, like your whole pre-alpha coverage and everything, I was watching all that. I was reading up on all the articles and stuff, on top of other podcasters and stuff but yeah a lot of information came from you guys especially early on so thank you guys for the information you're welcome you're welcome <laughs> i'm <been> flattered <laughs> oh come on guys bring it in for a hug bring it in for a <laughs> oh, hug. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> bring it in nice and tight <laughs> all right so i guess i guess our first question to you guys is why don't you tell us what is shoddy cast and what is eso weekly the Shoddy Cast is two guys with a mic, and ESO Weekly tries to be a little bit more than that by bringing everyone, like you said, news and stuff. We got our own little research monkey here, Kyle. It's funny because, Kyle, every time a new MMO would come out and we'd get hyped for it, Swator, Guild Wars 2, he would do an insane amount of research and constantly flood my ears with information about this game that hasn't even come out. He'd have his class all picked out, stuff like that. And, you know, Kyle, let's make it something constructive. You know, let's let's do a, a cast with it. And so, yeah, uh, Elder Scrolls, uh, or uh, ESO Weekly, was kind of, uh, well, it wasn't even born out of that idea. Uh, 
I don't know if you want to know the whole story. On I want to hear the whole thing. Tell me from nuts to bolts. I mean, we, we tell people about our, our uh, you know, the shower experience that turned the show into a show. So tell us what happened. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I have anything like a shower story, but uh, yeah, I actually, I Thank started, God. well, with the Elder Scrolls Online announcement. I was very, uh, we'll just say I wasn't excited. The most excited person. I watched the trailer and I kind of laughed out loud. I was like, "Wow!" I, and this is a guy coming from a guy who's pretty. I'm I'm pretty tired of MMOs at this point. I've been playing them for many years. I've played twelve plus MMOs, and I, I just got frankly tired. And uh, you know, when the Elder Scrolls Online was announced, I wasn't actively against it like some people were raging in the comments and stuff yeah but i wasn't excited totally left it under the radar and then you know what i don't even remember how i ended up on your guys's site but i was listening to your guys's uh podcast it was uh right after the event where you got invited to zenimax uh, oh yeah to test back in the october game. yeah yeah to test the game for the first time and you guys were talking about how it was this experience that felt very, very much Elder Scrolls. And I had known about you guys before. Like, I had tuned in your past every now and then. And I, I knew you guys were uh, big Elder Scrolls gamers. And I'll say, you guys got me super, super hyped for the game. So hyped, in fact, that I, I'm, a super, I'm a nerd. Warning <laughs> alert. This is nerd alert here. Uh, I, I took out a notebook and I started taking notes on all these points that I was so excited about for the Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. Because up to this point, I, I didn't think it would be like an Elder Scrolls game. I thought, wow, the MMO. You know, <laughs> that's what went through my mind was World of Warcraft with, uh, with some Elder Scrolls thrown in. And so I sat there with my notepad, took down all these notes, and I made a video out of it. And at the point, the Shoddy Cast was just doing Guild Wars 2 stuff. But I really wanted to make a uh, Elder Scrolls Online video, and I named it the 21 Reasons to Be Excited uh, for the Elder Scrolls Online. And uh, I saw God, that. It was amazing. Ah, thanks. It I was absolutely it. amazing. Yeah, uh, apparently uh, a lot of other people thought so too, and, and that was really what thrust us into the limelight. And I was like, okay, we're excited about it. Other people are now excited about it too, and... Uh, we can use this to springboard off into an actual show where we can talk about how hyped we are for the game and, and follow its development uh, as uh, active members of of uh, the community that will, uh, you know, come about because of this game. So, yeah, that's that's my long winded story. What what was the moment when now now you now Josh and uh, your 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 that's your brother right? Kyle is your brother. Uh, yes, okay. Kyle is the eldest. Brother. The eldest, eldest brother. Yes. Oh. No one knows that because he always seems to be the older one. He's just more mature than me. I mean, yes. <laughs> I, I can I can hear it in in the voice. You're quite a bit older, Kyle. Yeah, I'm I'm an old one. Well, I don't know. Is 27 old? Is that old? Oh, it's it's young to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not old. <laughs> um. All right, so I mean, what was the moment when when the two of you said like, "All right, so I've got this awesome list, and we're really excited for um, for this game." What was the moment where you said, "Why don't we turn this into something um, productive?" Kyle, I think that was always just okay. It kind of started with Guild Wars Two. Uh, we were doing a lot of Guild Wars Two videos, mainly on like how to make money and stuff like that within the game. 
Um, it was kind of a way to excuse us for playing so much games, I guess. We, we didn't want to say we were throwing all this time away into uh, a fantasy world. Uh, not so that there's like, anything wrong with that. <laughs> oh, not at all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if if you make it into something uh, constructive, then it doesn't seem so much as a quote unquote waste of time. So I guess that's kind of just what kind of thrusted us into doing this whole video casting type deal. Um, so it kind of has just evolved into what it is now. Good. Now ESO Weekly. It's it's different than Shoddy Cast. What what makes what makes ESO Weekly different than Shoddycast, and and where what has it come from, and where would you guys like to see it go? Well, uh, we always saw ESO Weekly as just a show on our channel. Uh, when we got into the YouTube game from the start, Kyle and I decided we want to go, you know, quality over quantity. Uh, we want to have a set schedule of shows so people know when to tune in, and they can come back on this day and watch this video and uh it's a powerful thing it's a powerful thing to have people you know go to youtube just to watch your show because they know you're posting that day so uh we made that uh decision early on um you know before eso weekly started we actually had other shows on the channel but they were guild wars 2 shows uh like gold guru and uh what's another one kyle the one that you did i did a show (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh, we, the, we uh, the farmer's almanac and that kind of stuff. Where to go to find farming locations? Yeah, we're just uh, putting ourselves out there, seeing uh, seeing what would stick, and uh, yeah, I mean that's how ESO Weekly, you know, came about. Was it, it's a show on the Shoddy Cash channel, and every other thing we release, we like to release it into a show. We don't really do individual random videos or anything like that. Uh, for example, you know, the Elder Scrolls lore series is a show which is on every Saturday. And as far as Elder Scrolls Weekly's future, well, <laughs> we don't have some big master plan or anything like that. You know, we're just we're just kind of uh, doing it as it goes and along and, and seeing what, what works. Uh, we, we're thinking about doing some live casting maybe later on. But, uh, oh, that'd know, be nice. Yeah. Sorry, as something comes careening down over here. <laughs> Tell Casper to back off your recording. Um, all right, so the show basically now. What do you do a, a weekly show about about just the latest news on on El, on Elder Scrolls Online, or is it? You know, this big thing just dropped, and let's just put a quick video together, and you know, tell us a little bit about about how your show is sort of like put together. Well, I guess uh, Friday would be our more. Well, I guess now we've condensed it down to just one show on Friday. Previously, we had three shows going on, uh, but with the lack of information that was coming out, we kind of just condensed it down into one show on Friday. Uh, so now it's basically just uh, whatever news we can find that week, usually on Elder Scrolls Online's website. Uh, and then we'll also do a community segment where we will find questions from our community and go ahead and answer those the best that we can. And... uh yeah, that's pretty much what it is now. Uh, previously, we also had Shoddy Talks, which is more uh, our opinions than as real facts. So, yeah, I've like, seen a few episodes of that, and uh, you know, you guys come off as, as some pretty some pretty hardcore, you know, RPG gamers, and you know, like real real no joke gamers. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I mean that in like me. a good way. I'm not I'm not saying like you you come off as like being obnoxious or know it alls. I'm just saying like that. It's it's nice to hear you know someone come off as like 
Um, I know what I'm talking about, and I'm confident in what I'm saying, and, and this is sort of my opinion if you'll hear it. Pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they give us topics that they would like to know our opinions on, even if the information isn't there yet. And we try to make that obvious that it is just our opinions on mm-hmm. these uh, issues. So we kind of just think, well, this is what we would like to see, uh, but it's not necessarily going to be in the game. So that's just kind of what we were doing with the whole shoddy talks thing but uh we pretty much had covered about everything there was to do so that's kind of why we did away with those shows and just concentrated on our friday's show yeah we're looking to make friday like the go-to show it's it's got your news segment it's got the q a uh we want that to be uh you know a, a 30 to 45 minute long video that you can watch and just digest all your elder scrolls online information for the week and then you're done you know because there's a lot of people out there that just don't have the time to go and read articles and stuff like oh, uh, yeah. like Kyle does, and and so it's 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 a, it's a good thing to have for a, for a lot of people, and they've expressed that appreciation. So, Kyle, uh, you seem to be uh, the the one guy doing a lot of research from what Josh is saying. The, the information on the show, I, I've said, I can't say it enough. I really appreciate the level of of uh, information that you guys are putting out. What do you do to fact check yourself to make sure like this is what it is and it's it's uh, not any other way that you see on the forums and like this is the truth and, and nothing but the truth? Um, really, so I God. have to just de- uh, depend on a lot of other casters and other large networks like IGN, like uh, what was it Ten Ton Hammer, places like that where they actually get firsthand information straight from the developers. So then I can then start compiling lists of information and kind of just make sure the same information is coming from different sources. So if I start getting like conflicting information, it's like, well, maybe I should probably stay away from that until we start getting more confirmed, concrete uh, answers on those things. But basically, Google is my friend, and I will (laughs) almost daily, just because I have a lot of time at work to do nothing but this. But uh, yeah, I just... Go through Google, uh, search for like a 24-hour window, and just put Elder Scrolls online and see what comes up. And I'll uh, just get a lot of information that way. All right, very good. How's the fan reception? It's been great, like amazingly great. How so? I mean, I know you guys announced a, a huge uh, viewership on, on on YouTube. Why don't you tell us a bit about that? Um, well, we broke a million views <sighs> about, what was it, two weeks ago? <sighs> And we just recently, like yesterday or the day before, broke 20,000 subscribers on our channel. So that was wow. really cool. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I mean, when you think about it, we've only been doing uh, the ShoddyCast for six months. Mm. So it's been quite a jump, even just since this the start of the year in January is when we've really started taking off. And it's been quite a ride. And just getting all, all those uh, just... Hey, we love your show and just keep up the good work. Uh, we we go on YouTube just to watch your channel, so we get things like that. <laughs> just whatever money we get from YouTube, which isn't a lot, let's just say that. Uh, yeah. No way compares to just the uh, the good words we get from our viewers. So, yeah, it just it makes it worthwhile for us. It's a real it's a real labor of love. Speaking of which, uh, I do a show with my brother called <clears throat> Excuse me, Allergy Season. Do what called uh, Minecraft off the record, and I know sometimes when I get done with the the podcast that night, I want to beat him up. You guys ever get that situation? <laughs> oh, not at all, not at all, right, Kyle? 
we, we got along just fine. We're I, punching I just, the face. What? I saw the uh, lying, <laughs> just seeping. Now we've always had a, a pretty, you know, good relationship. Being brothers, I know some people, some brothers, kind of go at it and fight and stuff. But we've always been. I guess we're too lazy to fight, so uh, we always kind of <laughs> are, are close knit knit group. W- what I like to think is, in, in all reality, we're actually half brothers. So the half the time we get along is the time we do the podcast, and the half we don't is, you know, we just isolate ourselves. It, it works out nice. That sounds reasonable. Makes sense to me. <laughs> Why not? At least the logic is kind of there. Not really. All right. You guys ready to talk about some Elder Scrolls? I guess. Throw down a little bit? All right. Josh or Kyle, who's the biggest Elder Scrolls fan? Josh. Why? <laughs> He's been playing it much longer than I had. Josh, how long have you been playing Elder Scrolls? I have been playing Elder Scrolls uh, since Oblivion. So, yes, not as long as probably the people listening. But, uh, oh, God, what a religious experience, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, our our buddy Shank would definitely agree with you. (laughs) That is awesome. What what got what got you guys into the Elder Scrolls series? I mean, was it just like you know Josh playing uh, Oblivion? Kyle's like, all right, I'll give the stupid thing a try, and wow, this really actually is good. Or was it something else? That pretty much was exactly it. Josh for sure is the one that got me into Elder Scrolls uh, first with Oblivion because he played that, like he said, religiously. He played this game mm-hmm. um, and has done pretty much everything you can do in that game, which is hard to do because it is such a massive game. But uh, he's like, hey, you should try this. And if if I'm honest, with Oblivion, I didn't really get into it. I pretty much played maybe an hour or two after getting out of the initial jail area. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I mean, it's okay, but I kind of like being directed where to go. So, I mean, I know I kind of like the linear experience in a way just because it lets me know where I need to go with the story. But then Skyrim came along. And I was like, you know what? I don't have to just follow the story, even though I totally did. Because when Skyrim came out, I finished the main story in like a day. Um, because which I, I no got life. so angry at. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that was one of the saddest days of my life when I walked into your room and said, "How are you enjoying Skyrim, man?" It's like, oh, oh, I'm done. I'm done. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. no that wasn't it at all. One I does just... not simply finish Skyrim. It's <laughs> no, it's just. I finished the main storyline just because I want to know what is going on and with that whole storyline and stuff. But then I actually started going out and doing all the other, uh, I don't even want to call them side quests because every quest is like a main story yeah. uh, in Skyrim and in all Elder Scrolls games. But yeah, I've been loving Skyrim and then I went back into playing uh, Oblivion and even Morrowind some. So I've been really enjoying the Elder Scrolls series and I have to thank my brother for uh, suggesting that I play. You're, you're like me. You're in a, a reverse Elder Scrolls fan. Yeah. Started with the latest and then moved on to the older ones. So uh, yeah. I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah, yeah, and me too. You know? For for me, uh, I my first console, believe it or not, was actually the Xbox 360 because, uh, yeah, I was groomed a PC gamer from the start, and I have my brother to thank for that, uh, as well as my dad. And uh, I, I was asking my friends at school. I was in high school at the time. And I was asking them, you know, what is the game you buy for the Xbox 360? And it was unanimous. It was Oblivion. So I went out. I bought Oblivion. And it was the weekend. Sat down to play it. Uh, you know, the epic trumpets play and the opening theme. And I go in and 
and I talk to uh, Patrick Stewart, and he has an epic voice. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's going fine. I'm I'm on I'm on the main quest, doing my thing, and then I get distracted by just shinies. Oh, you know what it actually was? I can I can say the moment I, I was hooked into this game was during the Dark Brotherhood mission. Because uh, my friend actually told me about this glitch. I could kill some guy in his house, which I thought was amazing. That I could just go end somebody's life in a video game whenever I wanted. Like, what a, what a rush for, you know, 16-year-old Josh. And uh, so I went and I, I killed him. And then I wake up and who's there to greet me but Lucien Lachance. And uh, I went through that storyline. And it was so so cool and epic and i don't know how much spoilers you guys do here on the on the cast well but, I, uh, uh, at this point pretty much any any elder scrolls game is fair fair game right joe well yeah especially considering oblivion's what now geez six seven years old at least yeah. so i mean drag dragonborn we don't we're not really like we don't we stay away from the spoilers but you know skyrim and all that uh, everything else in skyrim we're fine with fair game all man right. so uh yeah uh, on doing during the uh, black uh, the dark brotherhood not the black brotherhood that would be weird the, uh, <laughs> the dark brotherhood the dark brotherhood quest line uh, Lucien Lachance man he was my master he was my Yoda he was showing me the ways of the forest killing all these innocents and I was I was having a blast uh, doing it and that moment of betrayal where he ran up to me and started yelling at me and telling me I was doing all these horrible things, killing all the speakers and, and, and the listener of the Dark Brotherhood. I, I was devastated. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. So I completed that quest line and I thought, okay, so that was like the main quest line and I'm done with it. I apparently had forgotten that I had strayed off the path and done something different. Anyway... Right. Long story short. There's oblivion gates to shut. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm running into these things and there's these half spider women coming out. What the hell is that about? And so, yeah. I. Anyway, long story short, I end up learning that the real story isn't even, you know, it's not the main quest line. It's not even in all the side quests either. It's, it's the story that I build for myself, that I, that I build for my character. And I can say without a shadow of a doubt that Oblivion was the game that made me an RPer. It, it deflowered me in that uh, arena. So uh, ever, ever since then, I've been super, super hooked into games that offer me the massive open-ended choices and, and any game where I, I, can, I can build my own story. And, and so, uh, and yeah, I was uh, preaching the good news and Kyle so happened to hear me and, and now... Uh, now he's into the Elder Scrolls, so that's cool. So, Kyle, how, how did you how did you get into into Elder Scrolls? Uh, Josh says, you know, he was preaching the good news. How how was it received? Amazingly well. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, always a little wor- uh, weary about taking suggestions from him because he did get me into RuneScape, which I, I loathe. Uh, I hate you, Josh, for that. Hey, RuneScape was the shit at the time, man. All the kids, all the cool kids at school were playing. <laughs> Yeah, until I got uh, killed in the wilderness and lost my full rune armor, and I was very pissed about that. But anyways, uh, yeah, so just I I have to thank him, and I'm always going to thank him for getting me into the Elder Scrolls games. You know, for such a little brother, you know, he's a, he's a cool dude. We have to do this cast more often, because I swear to God he doesn't talk to me like this in real life. <laughs> no. 
I'm, I'm messing. All right, so so uh, Josh was the Elder Scrolls fan. He got he got Kyle into it, and now uh, ESO is announced. Um, now, Joe, I mean, we we sort of had the same kind of um, reaction as well when ESO was announced. You know, they said, "Hey guys, you know, Elder Scrolls, and it's going to be an MMO," and then we're like, you know. <laughs> Well, it was a. It was from a, the way I remember it. It was more of a very much of a roller coaster ride for the staff. And in terms, as soon as they announced the information, they announced, "Hey, Elder Scrolls Online is coming out." We're like, "Oh, yay!" And it's gonna be. They mentioned something about being like, "Wow!" And we all went, "Really? Yeah, you mm. suck." And then, of course, we got more information as the day weeded on. We got analytical with it. We sat down with other staff members. We broke it down. Okay, what really is this game? What are they really trying to say? And then we did a, a .5 show to kind of share that information that we found from that collective of information that was being released throughout the, the two days that they did it. Yeah, we had uh, our, our, um, our news director, Joe Bradford, he, he came on for that .5 show that we did. And Joe came on the show kind of like, you know, very skeptical even still. And, and Bradford told me he shared me one of his favorite parts about that episode is is you can hear the change in joe going from like i'm really not into this to oh i didn't know that that sounds interesting down to at the very end of the show like wow i'm bought <laughs> so was, uh, that's pretty exciting um for us but you know you guys have it sounds like a very similar story so when elder scrolls online was announced i mean how what was your first reaction, and then how did it change to okay? This is this is cool. Like, what changed it? Like, I guess, like Josh was saying, he wasn't so much into the whole idea in the beginning, um, just because he's like, oh, I like the Elder Scrolls how it is. Why are they going to make it into an MMO? It's probably going to be. Uh, I'm not going to start harping on other games, but uh, right. he was afraid it might ruin the the series for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for me, I've always kind of liked MMOs, so I was like, well, it might be cool uh, if it's Elder Scrolls-esque, I guess, of an MMO. Um, but then I started doing all these uh, researches and stuff going into the game. I'm like, wow, this is just going to be like Elder Scrolls. It's going to be like a Skyrim, basically, with uh, some co-op thrown in there, which I know a lot of people have been looking for a Skyrim co-op game. Um, so they're even taking it a step further, making it an Elder Scrolls MMO, like truly an Elder Scrolls game that's in front of yeah. the word MMO. Yeah. So, yeah, they're taking all these elements that we love, and they're even, again, taking it a step further, finally uh, confirming first person and everything, which I know has been a huge deal for us. We've even had some uh, heat um, come from that. But, oh, good times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but well, yeah. Let me let me jump down to that then because I actually wanted to ask you guys directly. Um, first person perspective, necessary or just a feature in your opinion for for ESO? Josh, go uh, ahead, man. Necessary if you want to sell copies of your game to an audience that you're trying to appeal to. Yes, extremely necessary. You know, uh, Zenimax. Uh, I take them for their word, and what they say is that they want to make. An Elder Scrolls game, but online, and that's one of my favorite favorite uh, quotes to pull out. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and and to do that, having one of those pivotal features that makes the Elder Scrolls experience so immersive for a big group of people, and totally, it, it is it is a preference thing. You know, it's it's the difference between I rather use my mouse and keyboard than a controller when I play my game. It's a preference thing, but it's a big deal for a lot of people. 
You know, you don't have to speak to me to know this. Just go online and everybody's shouting. And I know a lot of people, didn't a lot of people come to you guys and were like, hey, let them know that, uh, you know, this is something we want. And I actually read an article where you guys were going to, you know, Zenimax and telling them, hey, you need to, this is a feature you guys should definitely have in the game. And, and I loved you guys for saying that because it is, it's, yeah. a, it's an important thing for a lot of people. The, uh, what I don't understand is uh, I, I knew people were going to get upset when, when we put that video out. Naturally, you share any opinion on the Internet and, and someone's going to uh, oppose the stance and, and get vocal about it, and, uh, which was fine. What I didn't understand are the people who were actively against having an optional feature in a game. That, that blew my mind, that people were actively trolling and, and harassing uh, some of the, uh, the fans of the shoddy cast for wanting first person in their game, you know? It, it, it blew my mind. But yeah, I am, I'm so happy that we did that first person video. Uh, even with all the heat and all the all the crap that we got for it, because no matter from the start, we wanted to make a YouTube channel where we throw our opinions out there, and we I, I never want to be afraid I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings or or feel I have to cater to the cream puffs as a uh, Mark from Guild Umbra would call them. You know, I, I just I just want to put my put my thoughts out there, and if people share those opinions, that's great. Then then we can get on board and and uh, act together to hopefully. Uh, Hopefully, get some change. Uh, hope and change. Hope and change in the Elder Scrolls Online. And so, uh, and, and the fact that we had a, a platform, I didn't know it was going to be as powerful as it as it was because a lot of uh, broadcasters did report that news on the same day, and and a lot of people got riled up about it. Uh, but hey, it it turned out good in the end, right? Let's uh, let's do a little role play, Josh. Ready? Ooh, kinky. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> um. I'm I'm uh, I'm an MMO fan, and I, I I come right up to you and I tell you, uh, first person perspective in Elder Scrolls Online is crap, and I don't like it, and I think it needs to be taken out of the game. What do you think? I I, I pull out Kyle's twenty gauge shotgun. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was another thing we got a lot of crap for. <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> it was a joke. God, and it was yeah, a sixteen so- or a twelve gauge. Oh, it's twelve gauge. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so that's a, that's a great point, and I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because there's a lot of people out there who are saying, oh, it's, it's not competitive in an MMO. It has no place in an MMO, you know? So what do you and say to a person who says it has no place? What I say to those people is that uh, for you, it might have no place, and I, and I, I totally agree with you. If, if what you're about in an MMO is strictly com- getting the competitive edge with your third-person perspective, that's great more power to you. There's people like me out there, though, that want to immerse ourselves and get us... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Joe's, Joe's raising his hand. <laughs> well, what do you got, Joe? Go ahead. I don't want to break the mold, but from break the designer's it. standpoint on this, there is something that a lot of people are overlooking and what Elder Scrolls or Zenimax Online is doing is they have a very, very, very tough situation that they are pulling into. They are taking two very vastly different markets and pulling them together. So the biggest mm. question they have to ask themselves literally every day is, how can we appease both camps and make it to where everyone is satisfied? So yes, to that point, it was crucial for first person to be for the Elder Scrolls fans, who the vast majority do play first person. It's a feature that we all get used to. 
Um, I also play MMOs religiously. And I know from other MMO players as well that third person is the key because you need that peripheral vision when you're playing an MMO because things are occurring around you at all times, especially in a PvP environment. So they may shun the whole first-person perspective thing, but the nice thing is is that both ways are viable. Thank you, Zenimax. So it doesn't <laughs> yeah, matter. You can pick either one. If people think uh, I'm going to go into PvP and still stay in my first person... They're crazy, all right? Uh, I'm going to use the tactical stuff in PvP. What we're talking about here is strictly exploration in RP through the questing and stuff like that. And what I would like those uh, MMO gamers to understand is the fact that when I'm exploring and crafting my own adventure in this MMO RPG, I experience that best in first person. And I just like to have that option. You know, it, it's it's important for us. So yeah, I guess I, I guess am that's still all I very very convinced that most Ellis Rules fans will be going first person. But once they get used, once they try out the third person perspective and Ellis Rules Online, because it, it's not exactly what you imagine it to be. It doesn't play the same way as like uh, Skyrim does. It plays a lot more fluid. And when I think that a lot of Ellis Rules fans are going to do is they're going to get in that third person perspective and try it out because it's a default at first. You're going to realize that it actually does add a little bit more to the combat scenario than what first person can do. Now, first person, I think, is brilliant, especially for exploring those those air, those nooks and crannies for that extra little apple that you want for your crafting or whatever. Um, but when it comes to the combat side, I think more people are going to be won over by the third person perspective on how they pulled it off than anything else. I agree. Sure. Yeah. yeah uh, um, you know, we even uh, we had people coming back from the test in PAX East saying that uh, there was uh, these assassins jumping over their heads and jumping behind them, and it was uh, hard to get your bearings on them, uh, and which will be even harder in, in a first-person perspective, which totally, man. But I, I think what we're missing out on is a, a, a big, you know, I think the Elder Scrolls, or at least I like to think that it brings one of the biggest uh, RPG uh, uh, gamer uh, audiences into this game. And uh, in role-playing, yeah, I, 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 like I said, nerd alert, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, role playing uh, in your taverns and stuff like that, or or, or out, uh, you know, uh, uh, exploring the world and and, and and looking off into a vast uh, vista is great in the uh, in the uh, first person perspective and, and and a whole lot of fun that way too. But uh, yeah, I agree. There's no doubt about it. Third person has the upper hand in combat and stuff like that, but. I don't know about you guys, but when I'm playing like like a Skyrim or or, or an Oblivion, I'm not going out to be the best. I'm not I'm not mid maxing or anything like that. I'm not choosing skill trees and skill lines because I want to pwn noobs. I'm choosing them because they're fun, you know. <laughs> Joe's, po- Joe's pointing to himself right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and totally, and that's that's a play style, and, and more power to you guys for it. That's great. And I, and uh, we have our play style. You guys have yours. It's 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 a beautiful thing, and that's what Zenimax wants to do. It wants yeah. to bring the Joes of the world together with the Joshes of the world. And if they succeed in that, they have they're going to have an MMO that I think uh, redefines the genre. Uh, Joe, don't you normally play Skyrim in first person? Uh, depending on what play style I'm doing, um, if I'm doing whether it be archery or magic where I have to aim. In Skyrim, yeah. you don't have as much activity going around you all the time. You're normally in a dungeon where most of the action is right in front of you. 
Yeah. So going third person is not a necessity. When I'm doing um, two-hand sword or duelding, like I just switched over my what used to be my archery girl to two-hand weapons or two one-handers, I play in third person to get a better perspective of my enemy to get around him for movement. Um, I sort of I sort of do the same thing. You know, we we kind of just you guys are in great company, by the way. We completely agree with everything you're saying, Josh. Um, totally Kyle, wh- what about you, Kyle? What do you what do you think about this first person? Well, all right. First of all, I am ecstatic that they are putting it in the game, that they are actually devoting so much resources to making sure that this does make it into the game at launch. <clears throat> that said, I'll just play devil's advocate. I can see why some of the more uh, MMO-type people are kind of leery about first person being such an important part of the game because uh, say you are in an instance with people and they refuse to go out of first person. Like, they refuse to do it, and then they start getting uh, nuked to death because of that. Mm-hmm. I-, I can see that being an issue. So, yeah. and, and that would be an issue. Hey, yeah, but, don't uh, group with those people. Don't group with those people. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and Josh is kind of right. Like, you know, this, you have to, you got to communicate with your group before you, you go in and do anything as a team. And one of the first questions, <clears throat> excuse me, that you should be asking is, are you going to be doing this in first or third person? Uh, once you get that static group going, you're just going to know, you know, who who people are and all that. So it won't be much of an issue later on when you get your groups going on. But uh, you know, you got you got to talk, and that's what an MMO is. It's communication and and working with the guy next to you and and uh, and all that. My first question always is, Are you a douchebag? If you answer <laughs> this honestly, you're gone. <laughs> and he looks up at his character's name and says, Sir Douche. <laughs> all right, guys. So, all right. We've got a, I've got two, two big questions I want to ask you. Um, the first one I have written down, so I'll skip over that. I want to ask you the one that just popped in my head. What do you think right now is Elder Scrolls Online biggest challenge to overcome? And I'm not talking about, like, PR. I'm talking about... Um, you've seen this or have become aware of it and you think this might be a barrier to entry for either um, the MMO gamer or the Elder Scrolls fan. I can tell you uh, straight off, I have no clue how they're going to balance this game. Um, You keep hearing more and more information about all these different kinds of skill lines that are going to be in this game. I just keep, they keep bringing them out. I mean, there's three just uh, with each class has its own three skill lines, and you got PvP has its own skill lines. All the factions in the game, you know, Mages Guild and all those guilds have their own skill lines, and you can just keep unlocking all these things. How are they going to balance it? And are they going to balance it from a PvP perspective or from a PvE perspective? Because we see a lot of uh, MMOs where they start nerfing things in a PvP perspective, like rogues and stuff. We got confirmation from Brian Wheeler that they are not going to... This is what he said. Let's see what they do. But we got confirmation from Brian Wheeler at PAX East saying they were not going to um, balance anything for, for PvP or PvE. And that the way that they have the system arranged... There's really no way that they even could do that because all of your skills are viable in both uh, combat situations. Okay. Um, so basically, if any balancing occurs, it'll affect both equally. Yeah. 
Okay, so they say they still can balance things, though? Mm-hmm. Right, and it, the strength of that comes from the fact that there's no skills that are are meant just for PvP. You know, right. if you if you have, let's say, a rooting skill, it's going to work for a player and it's going to work for a mob. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like we had a question, actually, which we had just had featured on our uh, last show where someone was asking, it's like, okay, so what happens if there ends up being this cookie-cutter build that is the like the best possible build you can have? And then you'll start having everyone using that type of build and building their character to be like that. You um, know, if someone person. finds something like that, looking at all the options that we've seen in the game, if someone actually comes up with like an ultimate cookie cutter build, I want to shake their hand for having absolutely no life. <laughs> well, actually, Joe, uh, you sort of discovered one. <laughs> well, yeah. At Pax East, uh, Joe was using his Dragon Knight, and a Dragon Knight is, you know, the, the icon of the Dragon Knight is heavy armor and, and a two-handed, you know, uh, sword or axe. He was running around with a with a fire staff, and he was doing far more uh, damage, I believe, than it was dual wielding. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, who who came up? Was it Nick Conkle who approached you and said, "Believe it or not, that's a popular build." Yeah. Oh yeah, to the fire staff, and I was destroying everything. You're right. Yeah, he yeah. said that. He said that seems to be a very popular build. Our testers, and it's becoming extremely viable. Not that it was overpowered, but it was viable. That's the key here. Um, from everything I've been seeing and what, what they're what the way they're doing each class and having the unified skill system through the through the guilds through different PvP world you name it. Um, there's not going to be any particular one build ultimate build for a class. It doesn't work that way. Because there's not going to be ultimate skills that can be leveled up to extreme. I, what I'm looking at is everything staying on a unified level per class, per character. Because a class really doesn't hold as much weight as people like to think it does. Well, Because it's, it's the same mental lock or, or mental trap that we're all stuck in from previous MMOs and RPGs. You look at a class, you're stuck with that class, you only have the option of that class, period. There's no no other way of going about it so you're locked into like these three skill trees that you can choose from and then it makes it very easy to have this uh, quote unquote ultimate build for PvP, PvE these classes are nothing more than a small element of your character, what I mean by small element is probably no more than 20% of the overall outlook of your character all that gives you is a base set skill set for your particular class, even then there's three different methods you can go from each with a different purpose, whether it be healing, tank-esque, melee, caster damage, healing damage. It doesn't... <clears throat> and each one has that, that plays on that same concept with their, their class builds. So what I'm, I'm, in my long-winded speech here, what I'm trying to get at is that everything is... They're trying to keep everything on an equal, balanced level right from the core. And the fact that the classes are nothing more than a foundation for what your character can become based on what you want to do as you play. All here, right. Here, I actually wanted. I wanted to ask you, uh, since you guys have played it uh, on two separate occasions, um, when you does the class have anything to do with the passive bonuses you get when you put points into Magicka stamina and uh, health? Like, will those passes be different based on the class you're playing, or is it straight across the board? 
Everything that uh, I've seen was straight across the board. There were no initial bonuses. Okay. Because I guess then classes really only have to do with like maybe not even 5% of what your character will actually be then. Because to me, the classes in this game will only be three skill lines. That's pretty much all a class is, is those three initial skill lines you get. After that, it's whatever you want to what, be. What's interesting, so, what I thought about the other day even, yeah. is that you could actually go through the game and by in-game not use a single one of your class skills. Not a single one. You can go through the entire game without ever unlocking a class skill and be viable because you can do it through your weapons, your armor, through the Mage Guild, the Fighters Guild, PvP, right. World Trees. You can literally go through your, your, the game without ever touching a single class skill. Not to, mention, to not to mention the fact that once you hit level 50, you can go into your enemy faction's territory and you can start leveling up other skills that you haven't even used yet. I mean, it's going to be hard at first because you're dealing with level 50 plus mobs, but I mean, if you go from a strictly tanking character into the enemy faction's uh, area and you want to start acting like a mage, any armor, any weapon type, just as Paul Sage has told us on numerous times, and you can start leveling up through the, the mages guild and start grabbing up some of those those skill lines from the mages guild plus whatever comes with your 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 class already as far as magic is concerned and just level right back up through that level 50 plus content and become a mage and then there's the third enemy faction which is level 50 plus plus that that you know uh, we've sort of like kind of coined from Nick Conkle and and do the same thing and now you've gone from a tank to a mage and guess what hey maybe now I want to be like a sneak thief there you go you know, through the fighters guild maybe or you know whatever else you got so I guess the point when you get into uh, your, your four man rating with your buddies you can pretty much fill any role that you feel like fitting that day pretty you yeah. become like the, uh, the jack of all trades you know that's something we've gotten used to in our Elder Scrolls game, being able to totally max you out your character and uh, yeah, be useful in all situations. So yeah, I think that definitely hit a lot of people in the right spot because uh, that was one of my favorite pieces of news right next to that first person thing yeah. uh, uh, was the whole 50 plus plus stuff and, and being able to really max out your guy. It was a, it was huge. I, I giggled like a little schoolgirl. I'll be honest. I actually <laughs> did enjoy that information that they were doing away with faction locks after level 50 more so than the first person. Like to me, being able to explore all of Tamriel finally. I mean, I know people argue about Arena being the first time, but uh, being able to explore, yeah, <laughs> being able it's to explore all of Tamriel, yeah, with with one character is is amazing, and I'm very happy that they did. Once again, listen to the feedback of their fan base and actually make changes to the game, like taking away faction locks. As um, I can tell you, you know, as as podcasters, you know, Joe and I are so excited how uh, the community team at at Zos is handling, uh, you know, guys like guys like us. Um, they are listening. And they're taking that information and they're forwarding it up the channel. And then those people, like Nick Conkle, like Paul Sage, like Brian Wheeler, you know, ending it up with with uh, Matt Fire, are saying, "What are they saying? Okay, what are the fans saying? Oh, okay, what are we doing? Hmm, interesting." And they mm-hmm. roll it all up into one, and they try and you know 
give us what we're asking for. And and Joe, who who was it who said who actually told us at PAX they were like, right now this is our game. When it launches, it's not our game anymore. It's your game and our game. Uh, that was Paul. Was that Paul? I believe that was Paul. Yeah. Yeah. It was whoever we asked about in-game content, and I think that was. I think that yeah, that I think that was Paul. I don't know if it's if it's incorrect. It I, I apologize. Is either Paul or Nick? Well, Nick will let me know if we got it wrong. <laughs> Love you, buddy. He prob- yeah, he probably would. <laughs> Nick likes to talk. I can I can tell. Just like he has so much information in yeah. him that he wants yeah. to get out and hasn't been able to until recently. I can tell. Just his mouth doesn't move fast enough to get all the information. He's such he wants a cool to guy, out. too. Every time I see him in person, he's yeah. like buddy buddy and like i feel like i'm just sitting there talking to a friend worth more than anything else especially when they're covering over us like a vulture waiting for us to do something in particular like level up <laughs> my god that was yeah. hilarious <laughs> yeah he's yeah, I, a great guy <laughs> i think it's a great point that you guys bring up because uh you know that is the mark of a great developer a developer that listens and you know uh going into the elder scrolls online uh when I first saw that trailer and I saw, you know, ZeniMax Online Studios at the end of it, who the hell are they? Uh, Bethesda, those are the golden boys. Those are the ones that make the games I love. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, they have, they're in the position right now where, you know, they have to win over uh, their fan base, basically. And uh, I tell you what, a great way to do that is uh, is to take the input of your fans. And whereas when my Elder Scrolls Online journey first began, where I... I just didn't know the developer. Never played Dark Age of Camelot, you know, so even the guys that had worked on that, they didn't have any cred with me as an individual, you know. Uh, seeing how they've taken the feedback and, and, and at these press events and stuff like that and, and hearing the fans out has really gone a long way with uh, my, uh, my loyalty meter for them. It's, it's taken up more and more each day, and every time they, they do something like that, it's, it's really something great. I don't mean to be a down or anything like that. From a designer position, they had the idea to do the additional allow you to go anywhere at level 50 long before they announced it. Um, in order to design that kind of a concept and to put in the game, it's not just simply saying, um, you know, flicking a switch and saying, okay, now you can go do this content. They have to readjust every zone, every element of those other areas for maxed out characters. So you're going to literally be going back to square one of what, let's say, like you start Elmer Dominion, you hit 50, you go into that storyline, you're going to be going to Ebonheart Pack, starting out where the level one Ebonheart Pack are starting and experiencing it at a level 50 content level. So you're getting that full experience. That's not something they can just do overnight. That's something they've been right. planning for several, several, several months. But I can see why they wouldn't tell us about it until they were absolutely sure how they were going to make it work and had it tested, true, tried and true, and was ready to release that information to us. Oh, definitely, because that's not a piece of news you would ever want to take back, because that was a huge thing. I wasn't expecting it, and that came out of the blue, because uh, I, I was counting the faction loss uh, or locks as a, uh, a necessary, you know, we're bringing the Elder Scrolls to the MMO universe. Uh, this is the way it must be. And I, and I had accepted that. So to have that piece of news was just the icing on the cake of my day. It was huge because uh, less than a month before PAX East, Matt Fire was, was on an interview. And I think it was uh, some Australian um, 
game news outlet. It might have been more than a month, actually. But he said, like, beyond a shadow of a doubt, and his speech was very deliberate and it was very precise. You will be locked in your faction's territory. And the purpose for that was to inspire factional, uh, you know, community. And then all of a sudden we find this out. And I mean, you know, we were we were like, what? Wow, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we made a whole video about the faction locks. We called it the faction locks hot button debate. Yes, and I remember it was a it, that was an amazing video. Yeah, it w- and it was a big one because uh, we were basically, you know, rationalizing with everyone and saying, okay, this is this is why a developer would want to do this because you really, when you're following a, a game development like this and uh, you want to be an active member of their community, uh, you have to keep perspective because exactly what Joe said, you know, you you have to register the amount of work these guys have to put into uh, certain mechanics like this. And so we were, you know, talking about how this is just, uh, it's, a, it's a part of MMOs. And and we were talking about how it's, it's a good thing because, you know, then you won't have, like, uh, as, as long as they don't go about it in an immersion-breaking way. That's what we were saying. Mm-hmm. So as long as you approach the border of, say, the Ebonheart Pact on the Aldmeri Dominion and you get chock full of arrows. Uh, that's what we were talking about. And uh, the fact that they opened it up completely is, is just, it's crazy. And it was a, uh, wow, what a thrill. All right. Um, my next question is uh, about uh, the Tamriel Chronicles. All right. Have you, have you heard about this, that what Zenimax is doing? The Tamriel yeah, the, Chronicles? Uh, the, the weekly kind of community spotlight type thing that they're doing. Yeah, you guys can take advantage of that? stuff. Oh, yeah, they already have us on there, so... Uh. I know, but I, I, wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to see if you guys were going to take advantage of it, because I think you should. Uh, is there anything we particularly have to do, or they will pretty much do it on their own? Uh, it doesn't hurt to, to send them a, an email. Well, I mean, we've never sent anything into them. They pretty much just took what we were talking about that week and put it on there. I mean, I guess we can always talk to uh, the community manager there since we now have our contact information. Ah, there you go. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I put the uh, I put their email in uh, in the chat room for you. Um, doesn't hurt to do a video and then and then you know send them send them an email. Just this, I know um, the community team would appreciate it if if you reached out to them and said, by the way, you may be you may want to be aware of this. It would actually help them out. All right. Yeah. Um, so I guess I guess that's kind of it, Joe. I mean, uh, that's that's there all is, of uh, the questions I came up with. Well, there is one question from the chat room I want to address really quick. Mm-hmm. It's a valid point. I know that this gentleman in the chat room is uh, very much a Skyrim modder, and he mm-hmm. asked if we know if they will allow modding community for ESO, such as the WoW's LUA interface. Uh, they have officially announced. Well, we know for a fact that we were told firsthand that. They are allowed modding, and it's going to be based on the UI. Yes. Yeah, they're going to open up the API uh, for, for UI modding. So if you don't like their, their user interface, there's going to be people out there who are uh, coding for, uh, for the game to, to make a brand new user interface. Uh, Joe, do you remember um, what, what uh, program Paul Sage had, had mentioned to us? It was something like EULA, something like that? It's going to be very, very similar to the the EULA interface they use, the same kind of coding they use for uh, Skyrim modding. But Mm -hmm. the API of an MMO is a little bit different. So it's going to be a little bit of a minor learning curve, but anyone who's been modding Skyrim or Oblivion won't take much time for them to get used to it and knock some some awesome stuff out for us. 
All right. I'm actually glad you guys brought this up, though, because I had a question for you guys about the whole UI modding thing, which I think, uh, Ivar, when you had listened to that message I had sent you. Oh, yeah. Uh, Will there be programs sort of like recount and raid frames? Will that be something that will end up showing up when they do uh, open up modding to the community? Or will it just be like aesthetic type changes? Well, there is one thing that you absolutely need to do any kind of um, raid frames or uh, deadly boss mods or any kind of like damage meter is you have to have a damage counter on chat on screen. As of right now, Elseworlds Online does not have that. So they're going to have to do a different method if people want to write kind of like a damage counter for Elseworlds Online. Um, I forgot the name of it, but it's very similar to what they do in Rift. They do it for Elseworlds Parsing. Parsing. They're going to have to create Mm -hmm. a parser for it, which is an outside program that feeds off information coming from the game itself, which can be dangerous to the game. It can crash it. It can slow your computer down. It can slow your game down. Uh, if they do release an option so you can have a damage or active damage counter in game, which we mean by that is like a secondary chat option you can look at, shows you all the damage numbers you're producing to the monster and what the monster is doing to you and the people around you in the immediate vicinity. Okay. Yeah. I actually heard from Tamriel Foundry, though, that they will have scrolling combat text, though. That's like an actual UI option you can turn on and off. Scrolling combat oh. text is a little bit different than the actual. Combat okay, so you can't like just pull numbers from that then. It, it, uh, you know, I'm sure it's stored somewhere in the game, but w- with a combat log, which is a, a tab in your in your combat chat, right? I mean, you know, uh, a program is very easily able to just access that, pull the information out of a combat log, and insert it into its own interface, and that doesn't exist. Um, scrolling damage, yeah. Go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry, I just wanted to clarify this, if that's okay with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, World of Warcraft, it does the exact same thing that ESO is going to do. And the fact is that they only allow for the API to be modded through the UI. Now, here's where the big difference comes into play. Is the scrolling combat that you see from over the mob, for instance, is built into the game interface itself. The chat log, that sh- the uh, combat chat log that appears on your chat, is a part of the UI which is why they're able to pull from that and create those on-screen damage meters, those on-screen boss mods, because it's all pulling from the UI itself. They're not pulling that information from the monsters, but only from the UI. Okay. Mm. My, my uh, actual question, though, towards the uh, UI thing is, like, do you think this will be like opening Pandora's box to a bunch of mods that will end up being necessary for mm. uh, groups to require you to use that? Uh, mod to even be accepted into their group and then start doing dungeon runs with them. That goes, um, because yeah, I'm sorry. It'll it'll end up like taking away from my immersive experience if I have to have these ugly frames up taking up half my screen, like with the raid frames, yeah. heal bot, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you think this will end up happening? I personally do not. After seeing the combat in Elder Scrolls Online, it's active action combat. The enemies are random based. They're not like World of Warcraft where you know this this boss is going to do these set of skills at this different percentage at this kind of time. That's what they pull those things from. That's where it becomes like don't stand in the poop scenario. <laughs> I don't think that's going to exist in World Alliance. as a different combat system. The mobs react differently. You're not playing off of the, the Holy Trinity like you would on a normal MMO for, for one big thing because the aggro system, which is the aggression system, works totally different 
and Elder Scrolls Online than it does in your standard MMO. So that kind of, again, shoots those out the window and they come up with some new way of coming up with some kind of weird parser that says you might have a chance to want to move now. Oh, wait, we could be wrong. Um, but also the fact it depends if they, what they include into the UI, what's accessible from that. Like I was saying earlier, it comes back to the whole point, are they going to add a combat log in your UI? If they do, then you can run into that problem pretty quick. Especially when it comes to like people wanting to do a whole gear score thing, or Ugh. yeah, or God. the uh, damage meters that manage manage healing and who took what damage, who failed and what. Yeah. But again, this is not going to be your standard MMO when how combat is perceived and is executed. So I don't think it's going to be the problems that we see existing in MMOs today are not going to be the same problems in Elder Scrolls Online. I'm sure it's going to have its own set of problems. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think if Zoss wants something like that to be in the game, it'll be opened to being in the game. If they don't want it there, it's not going to be there. Um, from what I've seen of them so far, it looks like all of their design philosophies are far away from design philosophies that would lend itself to let's let's open this up so so people can create things like recount and Hillbot and deadly boss mods and it looks like they don't want that sort of thing in their game um, but I mean you know that that remains to be seen uh, me personally I, I don't want those things inside this game um, and I, I agree with with you guys it would kill my immersion. Uh, but you know that's that's me. I think that's Joe. That's us. You know, other people feel differently, and so I, probably, I guess we we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I'd probably be happy with just people just doing new skins for the UI. Yeah, yeah. Cosmetic <laughs> would be nice. I, I never yes. want to come into that group where wait a second, you don't have this UI mod installed. Get out of here. Then I'll say right. hey, f you. I'm going with my friends who are cooler than you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's what you get for joining a pug. <laughs> For those who don't know, that means pickup group. Yes. Mm. Yeah, that's been a challenge on the uh, on ESL Weekly. You, you, we have to go out of our way to like define certain terms and stuff, and we forget constantly. You guys are probably way better than that at that than us because uh, yeah, there's I I didn't realize how much slang and and shortcuts we use in our MMOs. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it just sort of gets wrapped up in your own discussion you guys ever notice when you're like away from the game and you're chatting with your friends that play mmos like these 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 uh you know words come out but when you're like hanging out with your boss or something you don't even say stuff like that there should be a rosetta stone for it you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I was actually uh working at starbucks uh five years ago now and my boss actually played world of warcraft and we used all these shortcut terms uh on the job, which was a lot of fun. It was kind of like our code speak that uh, other people couldn't understand. But uh, yeah, my boss was awesome. <laughs> uh, that's, the, that's, that's the moral of that random story. Gamer bosses <laughs> rock. Yes. Uh, too bad they're far and few between. Alright, guys. I just want to... Actually, I just want to thank you guys very, very much for joining us for this community cast. I know it's been a long time in coming. And I'm finally glad that we got a chance to sit down and talk to you guys. You guys do a fantastic job. We love the work that you do. And again, thank you. We're going to go ahead and give a little bit of a final thoughts. It's like one of our traditions on our shows. Where we kind of just give our final wrap-up of what we think of this episode. 
And, um, sweet! That's my final thought, Yvarwin. <laughs> uh, Josh and Kyle, thank you so much. You guys are absolute gentlemen. It was wonderful and a treat for us to have you on, and I look forward to working with you guys in the future. Awesome. Uh, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now you go. <laughs> after go you. Ahead. You go. No, after, no, you. after you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, first of all, thanks for being, you know, doing doing what you guys are doing because you guys were, like I said in my previous story, one of the people that inspired me to do some of the work that, that we do now. And, uh, and thanks for inviting us. I really believe, you know, what uh, Mark from Guild Umbra has been preaching, that uh, a lot of this, uh, this community and stuff that we're uh, just a part of and we like to think we're helping build in our own way. Uh, really pushes this game and helps uh, introduce the Elder Scrolls gamers to the Elder Scrolls Online, and and that's kind of what uh, ESO Weekly kind of has become. So if if you if anyone wants to come check us out, uh, that's what we are. And, and again, thank you guys for having us on, and I hope that you guys will uh, come join us sometime because any time where I can talk about the Elder Scrolls. Uh, I'll show up just for that fact alone, right there. So, oh, I, I know, I know, uh, I would absolutely love to, and I'm, I'm sure I don't want to speak for Joe, but I mean, you, you could know. twist my arm. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I would. In a heartbeat, guys. It'd be a treat. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, this has been a cool experience for me, uh, both of us, I guess, since this is kind of our first live cast going on. So, it's been a privilege. Again, uh, thank you guys for joining us. Too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's, I still not. I'm not used to it yet. It's a different we gotta, experience. We gotta try this sometime on the, uh, the Shoddy Cast. This live stuff. You know, going live actually adds a whole different element to your show. Because yeah. especially when you have those brain fart moments where you forgot to write something down in the notes and you can't remember the name of something, which is a cr- common occurrence for me. My uh, my brain's the gassiest part of me, and um, <laughs> that chat room is my has been my rescuer countless times and they always give us a new per- perception of things which is pretty cool yeah we and uh the best part about our chat room which i've been noticing and i, I mentioned this on twitter today um we get the same people coming into our chat room and like these people are actually bonding now after we've been doing the show live for, for a while they're becoming friends and like new people come in and they're all like, Oh, welcome to the chat. Great to see you. And nice to meet you. And like, it's just an awesome freaking welcoming, warm atmosphere on our, on our show. And, um, you know, we just encourage more people. If you, if you, you know, if you like the show, you know, join in our chat room and, uh, you know, Josh and Kyle, if, if it's something I, I would try it, if it, if it's not for you, it's not for you, but you, you gotta at least try it because, uh, the community is going to give you, far more than than you would expect what do you think kyle oh well uh i know twitch is definitely uh something we've been wanting to get into so you can probably guarantee that we'll be doing some twitch uh, especially when eso comes out oh yeah you guys gonna join us for our 24-hour live event when uh, else goes oh, online comes out uh <laughs> if i don't have work yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll probably take the whole week off honestly do what we're all doing take so, the time off join us in skype and have 24-hour marathon yeah, we're uh, we're gonna start making plans for that when they announce the uh, the date of the game, and uh, depending on what we're able to do for the launch party, um, we we want to see if we can do a twenty four hour live cast, and, and the idea of it being for charity as well has has come across uh, our table too. So 
we'd like to see if we can get as many as many people involved as possible. But you know, we'll we'll start actually planning that stuff when they launch, when they announce the uh, the uh, the date for the game. You know, I mean, I get excited yeah. and start inviting people willy nilly. Yeah, Josh and Kyle, you're cool. In, uh, Come join us. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll right. grab the pee bottle. We'll grab the pee bottle and join you. <laughs> Mom, poop. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ooh, big boy. <laughs> oh, that's a big boy. <laughs> All right, oh, guys, boy. we did it. We're totally heroes. And it's time to go into how to reach us, Mr. Evarwin. Yes, if you enjoyed this show and Elder Scrolls Off the Record, you can reach us on our website at elderscrollsofftherecord.com. You can find all of our news and opinion articles as well as our podcast and all the different places on where to reach us on the sidebar on the top there. You can find all of the places on how to reach us, uh, including a link to our our live our live chat room, by the way. So, um, it's a little Twitch icon on the top uh, top bar there. At Elder Scrolls Off the Record QuestGamingNetwork.com is the website, our portal site for our network. Through there, you can get to MinecraftOffTheRecord.com and Elder Scrolls Off the Record.com, as well as all our other websites. You can access our archives from all of our old shows and podcasts. They're all there at QuestGamingNetwork.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can email the show at elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com. We have a YouTube presence, and you can find our show at youtube.com forward slash elderscrollsotr. You're going to find live streams there, as well as the YouTube version of our podcast. Quest Gaming Network has a YouTube channel as well, youtube.com forward slash Network. You'll find all of our general gaming streams on there, as well as a whole host of other things that uh, our hosts here are doing. It's crazy. It's it's men- it's uh, it's a complete uh, menagerie of of videos that we throw up there, and <laughs> pretty pretty awesome stuff. All right, where to listen? You can find us on iTunes. Stitcher Radio, Zune, and if none of those tickles your fancy, you can grab our RSS feed on our website, elderscrollsofftherecord.com, and go ahead and drop that into your favorite RSS reader. We'll recommend Podkicker and RSS Demon on the Google Play Store. Twitter. Oh, yeah. We tweet. We're tweeters. Twitter's a thing. You can reach the show at elderscrollsotr. That guy over there is Joe the Widget Wilson. You can reach him at the Widget. Give him a follow. I'm Avarwin. You can reach me at Avarwin. E V A R W I N. Shoddycast. How can how can people reach you? Well, that was in every way imaginable. You can either uh, subscribe to our website at shoddycast.com where you'll receive an email whenever we post something up new, which every time we put out a video, we will also post it on there. Um, you can see all of our goodies over at youtube.com forward slash shoddycast. Uh, the easiest way to reach us and talk to us, mainly me usually since I kind of handle all the community stuff, uh, you can go over to facebook.com forward slash shoddycast or twitter.com forward slash shoddycast. And uh, do we have any other things out there? Um, yeah, just uh, I would say, you know, uh, try us out. Uh, for the Elder Scrolls gamer, the days you want to tune into the Shoddy Cast would be Fridays and Saturdays. 
So uh, if you're not doing anything tomorrow, stop by. Uh, we have the Elder Scrolls uh, lore series, which I think a lot of people would really like. Uh, it's kind of our show to get people uh, who maybe want to be more familiar with the lore. I myself don't know a lot about the uh, Elder Scrolls lore, at least not as much as I would like to. It's a massive undertaking to even try, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of stupid and crazy to even attempt it. But anyway, uh, yeah, Saturday for that, Monday for ES, or uh, Friday for ESL Weekly, and uh, uh, thanks for, for tuning in. Can, can I say that on your guys' show? Oh, of course. Oh, of course. You guys have a Twitter, right? Uh, yes, at ShoddyCast. That's S-H-O-D-D-Y C-A-S-T at ShoddyCast. Ladies and gentlemen, Elder Scrolls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with Middle Earth Network. I just want to say Foos for all you guys all in a few days. Take care, everyone. Be safe. May the Foos be with you. Uh, bye. <laughs> Catch you later. <laughs> <laughs> bye, guys. Bye, bye. Bye, guys. I want a cool send-off. Oh, wait, I do. Bye. Who's all down?